0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dobius, and week three is over. It is over. It was fun. It was a good time. Hopefully, you got a win, Uh, but I'm bringing you the week three recap episode. We're going to be talking about some notable injuries that happened uh, over the course of week three, as well as my top waiver signings heading into the next week. So. Let's just jump right into it, starting out with the injuries. Christian McCaffrey, the running back for the Carolina Panthers, he left the game with a hamstring injury. He did not play the rest of the game, but head coach Matt Rule stated that Christian McCaffrey will not be placed on the IR. That is a very, very good sign. Uh, That means that he's expected to be back in two to three weeks. Uh, Usually what that means, if they get placed on the IR, they're going to be out for three weeks or more. so Chuba Hubbard the backup running back took over for Christian McCaffrey he ran 11 times 52 yards Uh, he was also involved in the receiving game three receptions for 27 yards and he's obviously going to be the lead back if McCaffrey misses some time which I expect him to do so hopefully if you're a McCaffrey owner uh, you drafted Chuba if not He might be uh, a top waiver signing. He might be on this list uh, later on. So moving into the second player on this injury list, we have AJ Brown. He left the game early with a hamstring injury as well. He did not return. He missed the rest of the game, which is very disappointing because AJ Brown's already been dealing with knee injuries. Now he has a hamstring injury. Oh, it's just a, it's just a mess. Uh, Yeah. So before he went down, I think he had one target, no receptions. So it's been, uh, it's been quite a, quite a letdown for AJ Brown here. Uh, the receivers that are going to take over, obviously Julio Jones because with the number one, uh, he should be a must start every single week. Now, as long as AJ Brown is out, I don't know how long AJ Brown is going to be out for. They have not released a timeline for his injury. Uh, They didn't even talk about if he's going to be placed on the IR or not. So we will keep you updated later this week. We got some episodes coming out. We got the preview episode for week four. We also have the injury update episode. So don't worry if you keep listening. We will let you know, keep you up to date on all these injuries. Uh, But let's talk about the fantasy implications that that has. Obviously, Julio Jones is a start every week, and when it comes to other receivers, I know Nick Westbrook was the receiver that took over at four receptions, 53 yards, and one TD. I don't feel confident enough picking up a player that I only had one good week that really hasn't proven it to me yet. Uh, So there's really no backups that that I'm going to pick up that's going to take over for A.J. Brown if he does miss time. Uh, Moving on to the next injury, it is Sterling Shepard. He also left the game early with a hamstring injury. We got three hamstring injuries in a row, and he did not return as well as Darius Slayton. He also suffered an injury, and he did not play either. So this is kind of tough for the Giants. This is kind of tough for me as well. I thought that that Sterling Shepard could have had a great game. Unfortunately, uh, after two receptions, 16 yards, he suffered that injury and did not play. Uh, yeah, I guess that means that Kenny Galladay should be the one. And I say should be because I, while I was watching the game, I still didn't know if it was Kenny Galladay or if it was Colin Johnson. And the fact that Kenny Galladay didn't impress me over Colin Johnson is a cause for concern. Uh, Kenny Galladay, four receptions, 64 yards. Colin Johnson, five receptions, 51 yards. Now, between the two, if I were to start somebody, it's obviously Kenny Galladay. I wouldn't even roster Colin Johnson. But it's just like this should have been the game that Kenny Galladay blows up. With the other two receivers out of the way, Kenny Galladay should have been the guy. And he really disappointed. I mean, the entire Giants besides Saquon Barkley kind of disappointed. So. Uh yeah, Kenny Galladay is is really only a, a flex option for me. Um, when when Sterling Shepard before his injury was a wide receiver, three wide receiver two even. Uh, just based on the first two games of the season. So again, we'll keep you up to date on this. Uh, really, it's kind of the same thing as the AJ Brown injury. We don't know too much about the injury, and there's not really any fantasy players that. I'm going to take instead of them, besides the ones that you were thinking about starting already, like Kenny Galladay. Uh, Elijah Moore left the game in the second half with a concussion. It's not like you were really starting Elijah Moore. Uh, this Jets offense is terrible. Absolutely terrible. I thought they would be a little bit better, uh, but they they are they are garbage. Uh, I put Elijah Moore in here just because I think that, that he's a player that I've been keeping an eye on uh and he has a, a lot of potential I think in the NFL uh but because of this underperforming Jets offense uh Elijah Moore is just a sit. There's only it's really only Corey Davis as a as a flex that I'm going to start on this Jets offense. Alright, let's move on to the waiver signings for this week. Now I, I will say if you compare the waiver signings this week to last week, there were a lot better choices last week. There were a lot of overperforming uh players in week two. And in week three, there were less. So we, we have a, a slimmer list today. So instead of one quarterback or instead of two quarterbacks, we have one uh, instead of three running backs, we have two and um Yeah. We'll just, let's just jump into it. Let's start with the quarterback. That quarterback is Sam Darnold for the New York Jets. He hasn't earned that spot to be the a quarterback one just yet, right? He has not earned that quarterback one status, but I do believe that he is getting there. He had a very solid performance uh, last Thursday against the Houston Texans. Now I know it's the Houston Texans. Uh, but Darnold threw for 304 yards and also had two rushing touchdowns, which is very good. Uh, He seemed to do well even with Christian McCaffrey being out. Uh, Darnold's been looking pretty solid this season, I want to say. He had six total touchdowns. He only has two turnovers this season, uh, which is very good considering the fact that turnovers were really the biggest problem for him in the past besides Adam Gase. Uh, Darnold, I I think he's a good signing. Uh, we saw that, yeah, he can be a fantasy-relevant quarterback when there's a good matchup. Well, guess who he's playing next week? The Dallas Cowboys. That is right. The Dallas Cowboys this is a team that is has given up the most passing yards per game this season, which is at 346. The Dallas Cowboys give up 346 passing yards per game this season. That is god-awful. So, yeah. I'm gonna play a quarterback that plays the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm playing. I'm playing Darnold. So he's a good. He's a good streaming quarterback. He might be worth a I I think he's worth a a roster spot now, uh, just because. I mean, if to me, I mean, twelve targets to DJ Moore last week, eight receptions, 126 yards for DJ Moore. Like that looked. He he just made some plays. Darnold did that looked. Very impressive. So he, he finished in the in the top 10 in quarterbacks, currently number f- five, actually, for, uh, for week three. So yeah, I, I'm going to go Sam Darn- Darnold as a top waiver target, which is crazy. Uh, moving on to running backs, we're going to stick with the Panthers. This was kind of an obvious one. Uh, it's Chuba Hubbard. So Christian McCaffrey went down last game with a hamstring injury. We talked about that. He could miss some weeks. We don't know. Uh, Chuba Hubbard's the next in line. He scored 10 points last week after taking over for McCaffrey. Uh, he, I mean, he's a clear waiver target for this week. He's going to get plenty of opportunities if McCaffrey misses some time, which he is expected to do. And, uh, yeah, I, I I, think Chuba's a a pretty solid player. I mean, it's it's more opportunity-based over talent. Uh, Chuba was fine last week against the Texans, 11 carries, 52 yards. I did like how he was uh, involved in the receiving game. Three receptions for 27 yards, which was nice. Uh, more than Robbie Anderson. Oof. Yeah, that's a whole different... I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Otherwise, I'm going to get my... My blood pressure is going to rise. Uh, so, yeah, Chuba Hubbard, great pickup for this week. He's obviously going to be the most targeted player. Uh, I mean, you could just think about Mike Davis last season. How well he did it with without you know, with Christian McCaffrey being gone. So Chuba's going to be the the top target. So if you are not uh, towards the top in the waiver list, it's you better have a backup plan. Luckily for you, I have a backup running back, another running back on this list that you can pick up if you don't get Chuba Hubbard. And it is a a, a repeat player from last week. And uh, yeah, it, hopefully it's, it might take some convincing for a lot of you but I truly believe this should be a top target. Uh, and that is Michael Carter for the New York Jets. Now, I I know what you're thinking, right? I just talked crap about the New York Jets offense, and I said the only player I'm comfortable with is Corey Davis, and that's true. But I do think Michael, Michael Carter is rosterable. Now, last week against the Denver Broncos, where they scored no points, nine carries, 24 yards. That is it. That was disappointing, but... My reasoning is still the same for Michael Carter. He is getting more and more involved in this offense. He really is. He is rising above the rest of the running backs in New York. He's getting a higher carry percentage every single game. Week one, 23% of carries among running backs. Week two, he had 39% of the carries. Week three, however, 75% of carries. Among running backs for the New York Jets. He is getting the ball more than any other running back. There is value in a starting running back. So if Carter keeps this up, there will be a week where he will explode. And you want to get him before that happens. He is not startable yet. But he is definitely worth a roster spot. Get him now before he blows up. Seriously. I, I truly believe this. He is going to... It, it may not be next week. It may not be the week after. It could be, though, because he played, they play Atlanta. But uh, there there are some better matchups ahead. And I think Michael Carter is, is going to have some great fantasy weeks. So pick him up now before it's too late, uh, because he seriously, later on in the season, could win you some weeks. I mean, he could be a, a key player for playoffs. So... Definitely pick him up. He's only rostered in 50% of the leagues. Uh, Moving on to the wide receivers. I got four of them here. There's a a lot of good wide receiver options uh, this week. And uh, not a lot of good running backs or quarterbacks or really any other position. So the first wide receiver is Emmanuel Sanders, the wide receiver three, I guess, for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, He hasn't gotten less than six targets per game. So he's gotten at least six targets per game. Two of those games were against top defenses like the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Washington football team. He's averaging about 50 receiving yards per game. He scored two touchdowns last Sunday. He's really involved in this offense. Now he's not as involved as Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley, who are the number one and number two, and they're obviously not on this list because they're owned in more than two-thirds of of the leagues. Uh, But Emmanuel Sanders is that type of player that I was really hoping Gabe Davis could be uh and Gabe Davis still has the opportunity to take over later on in the season but for now Emmanuel Sanders is the number 3 on this team and that is a lot of value because we saw last week what the Buffalo Bills can do when when they're playing like themselves right because the first 2 weeks it was a little it was a little iffy for the Bills like they didn't they didn't really do anything impressive uh but this last week against Washington I mean Josh Allen 358 passing yards four passing tds went 32 for 43 like that's really solid like beasley sanders and Diggs all had fantasy relevant weeks like yeah when things are working out for buffalo emmanuel sanders is a great flex option moving on to a player that uh well to be honest brendan and i were kind of joking about and uh yeah after looking at the stats it's kind of (laughs) true It's kind of true, and that's Hunter Renfro, the wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Did you know that Hunter Renfro has scored at least 10 points each game this season? Did you know that? Because I really didn't. Did you know that he is also the top receiver for the Raiders in targets and receptions? Yeah. Did you know that even though I double-checked all of these stats, I still don't believe it? It's, it's true, though. As weird as this is, it is completely true. Hunter Renfro seems to be the most involved wide receiver on this team, and that will lead to fantasy value. Now, there are players like Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards who are making the big plays, right? They're the highlight reel type of receivers, but Renfro, he's doing all the dirty work. He could be the new Cole Beasley. Truly, he, he's, he's getting more targets and more receptions per game than any other receiver. And when the Raiders are red hot, I mean they're three and zero right now. If they keep this up, Renfro is going to be a a flex each week. Seriously, like I know that Darren Waller's the the number people say oh he's the number one receiver on the team. Yeah, that's I mean yeah, I, Waller's being targeted eleven more times eleven more times than Renfro thirty three to twenty two. But still, if if they're throwing to a receiver, the odds are that Derek Carr is going to throw to Hunter Renfro than any other receiver. And that is a lot of value. Any wide receiver one on any team, no matter if it's Corey Davis or Nelson Aguilar, doesn't matter what team you're on, if you are the wide receiver one, there is value there. So, yeah, Hunter Renfro is coming off a good game, two against Miami, five receptions, 77 yards, and a TD. Uh, targeted six times there, which is actually his lowest this season. But if that's if if that's the least amount of targets he's getting this season, I'm all in. Sign me up. Renfro is a, a great pickup. A lot of these wide receivers uh, on today's list have, they're, they're very similar in terms of they're kind of surprising and they're not really a player that you would think to pick up. Uh, for example, the number three receiver, on the uh, the waiver signings here is Christian Kirk for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh he he was kind of tough uh, he was a tough pick for me uh because I he's he's been very inconsistent in the past but the last 3 weeks have been excellent. He's averaging almost 17 points per game now. That's been kind of because his first week he had like 29 points some ridiculous like that. But still, I mean, twenty. He had twenty-nine points. Or sorry, twenty-four points week one. Nine points week two. Seventeen and a half points week three. Like even the nine-point week in week two is, is not completely disappointing. Like if you put him in that flex position, you're not upset about that. So I think that there's enough enough mouths to feed for the Arizona Cardinals because they're such a high-scoring offense. And their defense isn't the best that they're going to need to. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. I mean, that's their game plan. Throw, throw, throw. They do have a very tough matchup next week against the LA Rams. But yeah, I I seriously think Christian Kirk is going to be fantasy relevant uh, for the next couple weeks at least. So he's got a tough schedule coming up. He's got the Rams, then the 49ers, then the Browns. But after that, it's the Texans, so you got that to look forward to. Uh, but the, these next three weeks are going to be, a, a, especially the next one is going to be a very good tell uh, on Kirk's consistency. So if I see, I don't know, if I see probably five to eight targets next week with six or more receptions, I'm all in on Christian Kirk. Even if he has a disappointing week when it comes to fantasy points or yards. Uh, I want to see his involvement. And if he's still being as involved as he is during the last three weeks, then he's going to be great. It's just a a tough matchup. So uh, final wide receiver here. It is Tim Patrick, the wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Now he's not the best receiver on the Broncos. That's Cortland Sutton. Tim Patrick's also never finished in the top 10 or top 15 in any week so far. But Tim Patrick has put up consistent flex numbers this entire season. He's averaging about uh, 13, oh my gosh, not 30, that would be insane, 13 points per game. Uh, And he's actually Teddy Bridgewater's primary deep target. It's not Cortland Sutton, it's Tim Patrick. If you want a consistent flex player that doesn't have much of a, that doesn't have much of a higher ceiling or lower floor. He's your guy. He is, uh, he's really the Teddy Bridgewater of wide receivers where he's not flashy. You're not really too excited to have him on your team, but it's very rare that he's going to let you down. He's going to be a consistent, okay player. So Tim Patrick, you can put him in that flex position. He's rarely going to let you down, but he's rarely going to impress you either. So, if you're on, if you have a team that's very uh, up and down, you know, that very inconsistent, Tim Patrick could be a very good pickup for you because you can just have a, a stable 10 to 13 points, 10 to 15 points per game every week in that flex position. And last but not least, we are heading to the tight end category. I got one on here. It is Dawson Knox, the tight end for the Buffalo Bills. Now. I did not know this until looking through the numbers, but Dawson Knox is actually the seventh best tight end this season. But he is only owned in 13% of fantasy football leagues. Now, he doesn't have the upside as, as other tight ends like Waller, like Hiddle, like Hawkinson, like Kelsey, but he's put up consistent points each week, and he's been an end zone target for the Buffalo Bills. We saw that last week. I mean, he, he scored a touchdown. He went four receptions, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Really, w- when it comes to these low-end tight ends, touchdowns are the most important thing. Now, if you haven't heard us talk about tight ends yet, this is really what it comes down to, the touchdowns. Because you're not going to get 100-yard games out of most tight ends in this league. Not every tight end is Kelsey or Kittle or Waller. Most tight ends are going to average no more than 50 receiving yards per game. And you're praying for a touchdown. If your tight end gets that touchdown, you're happy. You're thrilled. He scored enough points for you to be, to be happy with his performance. If he doesn't score that touchdown, he's kind of disappointing. He lets you down. Well, Dawson Knox has scored two touchdowns in the last two games. Putting up 10-plus fantasy points the last two weeks. Week one against Pittsburgh, eight fantasy points, four receptions for 40 yards. He's averaging four targets per game. He's averaging a little more than three receptions per game. He's averaging around 35 receiving yards per game. And uh, you're just hoping for a touchdown. So, yeah, last three weeks, he scored two touchdowns. Those are some pretty good odds for me. So if you're streaming tight ends, if you're struggling with tight ends and you know you, you got players that really haven't uh, really haven't scored a lot of fantasy points for you really let you down this season, Dawson Knox could be a a guy to target in your league. Because uh, again, he's the number 7 tight end. It's going to be hard to find a better tight end that's better than Dawson Knox on the waiver wire. Actually, I would say it's almost impossible. You look at the tight ends that are better than him, you got Logan Thomas, who's owned in 94% of leagues. You have Kittle, Waller, Hawkinson, Gronk, Kelsey. There's nobody around Dawson Knox that you are able to get in your fantasy football league. So get Dawson Knox if you're struggling with tight end, and he should be a very solid. He should be better than the other option that you have, honestly. Next week, they play Houston. The Buffalo Bills play the Houston Texans next week. That's a very good matchup. I'm picking Dawson Knox. I'm starting Dawson Knox. I think that's a very, very good signing. Uh, And, you know, I think Knox has proved that, like, even in tough matchups, like last week against Washington, he's still fantasy relevant. So, yeah, Knox is is a very underrated player this season for me. Uh he's a guy I've been keeping an eye on for the last really like 2 3 years. Um I really saw a lot of value in him and finally he is starting to uh become a reliable tight end. So cross my fingers hoping he he becomes a uh a fantasy relevant tight end here because I I wish him the best. So that is it. That is all I got for this episode. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Barely underscore Athletic. Follow us on YouTube and TikTok at Barely Athletic. We really appreciate that. Make sure you give us a like, a follow, a comment, what you want to see next. Uh, we really appreciate everything. Make sure to check out our website as well. If you want to see this uh, waiver signing list in written form, make sure to check out www.barelyathletic.com. Thank you once again for listening, and we'll see you next time.